0: I'm going to ask this next guest whether, how you would go if you're on an he outside podcast. Maybe he can come with us. I'd love Phil become... Buzz Rothfield, an OB somewhere. What do you reckon, mate? Good morning.
1: Yeah, good morning. How is anyone going to turn up for an outside broadcast at 7am on
2: a Sunday? <laughs> well, if you well, love please. the show, you turn up if you've got a passion for sport. Mate, everyone sleeps in, dog. Well, our, our ratings are doesn't suggest so. You're the only ones who <laughs> get up early Sunday. Our, our ratings don't suggest you're right. Yeah, you're probably right, but, you know, <laughs> express.
0: You so are, you, are right. you saying you won't come, Buzz? Is that what you're saying?
1: I shan't be there, Ray. <laughs> no, no. Not on a Sunday morning. Now, now, Buzz, now, but just... now,
2: I want to give Buzz a right a reply. Is that all right? Well, I want to explain to him what I've just told you about the hos- hot cross buns drama during the week. Well, you got him in trouble, Dino. That's what you did. So run a through it, Phil. What what unfolded, in your opinion? Well,
1: I was, I was up at the Curring Bar Shopping Centre and I walked past Baker's Delight and I was tempted by some chocolate hot cross buns. Which you're not so allowed to eat. I know. I took a photo and sent them to you. To Ray, I said, right? should I? So you ring my wife <laughs> and she's on the one of the lowest acts of all time. <laughs> He's
2: put you so right, right in. Then, did she ring
1: you? Once, you, once, no, no, I, yeah, she rang me and gave me said, "Don't you dare." And, <laughs> So I went into Woolies, there's a new product they've got. It's called Snackles, and it's yeah. 97... What are they, Buzz?
0: What are they? I seen their picture yesterday. I didn't know but what they they're were.
1: They're like Cocoa Pops on a Mars bar type of thing, but oh, they're 97% sugar-free. So
2: Phil, I, I, I only care popcorn. about your health, that's all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I knocked over a couple of them watching the most <laughs> remarkable Super Saturday yesterday with a cup of tea. How good well, was it, right?
2: well,
0: let's talk about that, Buzz. We'll go to the final game, the the, the Canberra game, when the, they were down 22-0 late in the first half against the Titans. It was game over, Buzz.
1: It was, and you know what? I was only going to text Dog and say, geez, I'm feeling for Ricky Stewart, but... Uh, you know, if you're down, they scored just for half time, didn't they? But if you're down against the Titans by that amount on your home ground, I'm, I was really worried about Ricky and pressure would build on him in the media and all. But then they, I don't know where they found that second half form from, but they're outstanding and we all know the injuries they've had and they don't have Croker in the side and they've lost Josh Hodgson for the year on top of. The English players, uh, George Williams and John Bateman. And mm. I was really worried whether they'd be, you know, I, I thought they were shaping up as a 15th or 16th team from what I saw in the first half. But that was fantastic rugby league, the way they came back. And Ricky's got a couple of hands. I'm really wrapped in that big, tall halfback he's got. Mm. Schneider, is it? Mm. He'd tell you, he looks like dog with that headgear. Um, he looks like Matt Burton, doesn't he? He's big, yeah. he's strong, he's, uh, he can kick a football. Beautiful long cutout pass to the left to his winger for a try. and um, He's going to be a very good player, that boy. And uh, Yeah, Brad yeah. Strider,
2: Just his third in a row game, to the match Brad winner. Side, yeah. so certainly got a, a, a future ahead of him. Buzz, give me one numeral. How long should Mitch Barnett get?
1: Oh... Uh, I think he'll get six, but I'd give him eight.
2: Yeah. Mm. It was a brain snap, wasn't
1: it? Look, you see these things that go wrong, high speed, high power, collision sport, when they're in collisions. But for that to happen off the ball, so far off the ball that it wasn't funny, was totally out of order. It was a cheap shot. If you did in the street, you'd face Mm. a court, you'd be charged and... And he's got to get eight weeks, in my view. And I'm all for the night sticking up and other people in rugby league saying it was totally out of character, which I'm sure it was. But the bottom line is he did it, and it was a shocking incident. A terrible look for the game if we get to anything less than six to eight weeks. That's mm. my
0: view. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, Buzz, I will ask you about the Sharks in a sec, but the Eel-Storm game, golden point, classic game of footy, and your take on the Panthers' win over the Knights.
1: Oh, yeah, the Panthers were good, but it wasn't unexpected, was it? And mm. Even though they won clearly, what, they win 38-20 yes. by 18 points. I thought it was brave for Newcastle to hang in so long for 12 points, but uh, to, to, to only get beaten in the manner in which they did with 12 players. Mm. The game I was really impressed with was Power and Storm and um, that Ray Stone. And I was thinking about it last night. Scored two tries in the last eight minutes. There's probably 300 more skillful players in the NRL than Ray Stone. But when it comes to energy, effort, involving himself in every single play, he had been the top 10. And it was just a marvellous, you know, advertisement for some footballers who are just the import, integral part of the 17-man squad, even if they're not the million-dollar playmaker mm. or the Latrell Mitchell out the back. And every team needs someone like Ray Stone, and he's a phenomenal signing for the Redcliffe Dolphins because they're going to have some younger players there. And if his attitude to the game can rub off on young footballers, it's going to be, you know, he'll be a leader when he gets there. And it it was fantastic what he did. And and for the Melbourne Storm boys, um, they should probably look at a couple of old videos of Ray Price, I would suggest, (laughs) how he, whenever there was a kick, a field goal, whatever, He'd always be yeah. have his back to the kicker mm-hmm. and looking for a rebound off the post. Miraculous win in the end.
2: Mm. No name on this text has just come in. Buzz, uh, did Buzz just say he had a snackle with a cup of tea, watching Saturday footy? Investigation required. <laughs> well, I sent you two last night a picture of the box
1: of snackles. You did, yeah. <laughs> and they are ninety-seven percent sugar-free, okay. team, which
2: is really important okay. to an old man like myself. You know I care about you, Phil. Tim Zoo Buzz. Oh, yeah. Trying mm. to restore, you've written in your column in today's Sunday telly, what's the buzz column, restore boxing's honour after Barry Hall mm. pocketed $600,000 to be knocked out inside two minutes. Well... By Sonny Bill Williams, I should add. You you think about it. What's the average
1: wage in Australia? About 100 grand? Average oh, wage?
2: Oh, less than, less that than, buzz than that. And
0: that's mm. About 70 buzz, here. Yeah.
1: Well, it would take... Our listeners, many of our listeners, take years to earn six hundred thousand dollars. Mm. Barry got into the ring, in my view, hopelessly underprepared, and I don't like bagging anyone who gets into a boxing ring because they—it's—it's it's a courageous thing to do, particularly against a beast like Sonny Bill Williams. But to pick up three hundred thousand dollars a minute, to slip twice. Which I think he did, and then he copped a huge punch from Sonny Bill. I I just don't think it's good for the sport. Mm. That's what I wrote about Tim Zoo today. There there are some great Australian boxers at the moment. You look at George Cambosis, you look at Tim Zoo, you look at what Jeff Horn's done in recent years, you look at our proud history of Harding, Fennec, Costus I think it's really important on the world stage where Tim is today. This is going to be a magnificent fight. Because mm. The guy he's in against, uh, the Olympian, Terrell Gosher, has never been stopped in a fight. He's a really, really dangerous opponent. And this is going to be a blockbuster. And, look, I'm desperately hoping Tim can win and get that opportunity to fight for a world title.
0: Mm. We had Ben Damon on earlier, Buzz, and he'll be calling the fight uh for fox sports later today and I, I did ask him why um tim would take such a dangerous fight given he is guaranteed a world title shot coming up very very shortly but in ben's words he said tim's a lunatic and i think he meant that in the context that this guy just has no fear he is so confident and he just wants to box on the big stage he's ready
1: yeah, well, look, he's very much like his father with his mental approach to mm. boxing and the, the the psychology of, you know, not fighting stiffs in a in a in a boxing ring and to you know to, to get in there and do his best against the best fighters. And you're right, but it, it, I don't think he's going to be making you know it's not a million dollar purse or anything like that. He, he'll probably get a hundred grand from the fight, mm. but. Um, I think we're going to see a great Australian fighter this afternoon. Um, not sure what time will come on. Probably early afternoon. Yeah, about two time. o'clock.
0: Ben was saying, yeah, so. two o'clock is yeah, it? about yeah. that
1: time. Yeah, no, I'm hanging out for this one. Mm. I spoke to Jeff Finick during the week. Jeff, did you have Jeff on this morning, or just we had
2: you? Ben on, and I asked him to put the phone over, so we had a quick chat to Jeff.
1: Yeah, Jeff seems confident, and you know he's as good a judge as anyone. He, he thinks Tim's a, a class act, and. I heard you talk about that Lady Bridges who just mm. won in England too, a world title. Isn't yep. boxing doing well? Absolutely. I wrote a story this morning, it wasn't part of my column, but Tarek Sims's wife, Ashley, has taken up professional boxing. Wow. And she's signed with No Limit, Matt Rose. And she had eight amateur fights and won six of them. But she's going to be on the undercard to the Olympian Harry Garsides' fight uh, April 6th at the Horton Pavilion, so... She is a very, very impressive fighter too. She's training six days a week. Tarik, apart from playing football, has had to get home in time to pick up the kids, do the rounds of Woolworths, cook them dinner, put them to bed. And I love seeing footy players chipping in at home like that. It reminds me of my life,
2: Dean, how much I do around home. <laughs> You're very stable, Phil. You're very stable. Yes. Tell us about Adam Dewey. Boss. Has he stirred up some of the Tigers boys, inadvertently perhaps?
1: Look, I like football players who speak honestly and the way they see things, but there's a few West Tigers players and uh, officials who weren't all that happy with some quotes in a Christian Nicolusi story in nine newspapers last week. Adam Dewey, the offending quote was the game had that look of boys not putting in and Of course, he can't do anything about it. Adam Dewey is the best player, but he's sidelined for half the season with that knee injury. But it hasn't gone down well with the playing group. You saw my quotes from Tim Sheens during the week. He's fully supporting the playing group and the coach, Michael Maguire, and he thinks these sort of remarks should be kept in-house. But I like Adam Dewey, and I like any footballers who speak their mind and don't give the clichéd PR answers just to keep the club happy Mm. you know we need more players like Adam Dewey telling the truth and if they want to perform in the manner in which they did against Newcastle last Sunday afternoon they deserve people speaking openly and honestly about how pathetic they were in my view
0: Mm, fair enough Hey, uh, Buzz, two games to complete round three today. I know you're going to be watching the fight first with Timmy Zoo, but then at four o'clock, the Broncos take on the Cowboys. That's a, a real grudge match. And then at 6pm, Manly versus the Bulldogs. How do you see these two games, Buzz?
1: Oh, the, the, the Broncos have been super impressive, haven't they? And with another game with Adam Reynolds there steering them around the park, I think they're going to be awfully hard to beat. They'll get a huge crowd there in Brisbane and... I think the Broncos will win, but the Cowboys showed a lot last weekend and mm. uh, against the Raiders. The Raiders were dreadful, but, uh, look, I think the Broncos will win. I hope it's like last night's two games and it goes down to the wire. This is a really interesting game down at Brookvale Oval, particularly with the story in the Sunday Telegraph today that Jake Avarillo the halfback looks like being dropped from the Bulldogs' side after only two games. I find very, very surprising. They weren't that far off against the Broncos, and mm. they they beat the Cowboys round one. Brandon Wakem will apparently start at halfback. It shows how far off uh, Cole Flanagan is, that even though he's playing well in New South Wales Cup, he's now the number three fullback on $450,000 a year at the Bulldogs. It's Trent Barrett's first return game to Brookvale as a coach. They didn't play there last year. And, uh, look, I'm expecting Manly to click this afternoon. The pressure's building. The Bob Fulton stand opens. An emotional day for all Manly fans, and I think they'll be too strong for the Bulldogs.
0: No, fair enough. Hey, Buzz, enjoy the fight. Enjoy both games, and we'll talk next week.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I will not be sending any more photos <laughs> of hot cross buns. Because Neither they being... should. He can't keep text messages private like yeah, they're supposed to
2: put be. you, you right not he, Buzz? <laughs> you go and Sorry, watch Tim Zoo, uh, watch your footy, and have a couple of snackles, all right? He put you right he, in, didn't he, Buzz? <laughs> he, oh, mate, it was disgraceful. <laughs> oh, <right? laughs> no, funny looking after yeah. you, Feel I care. Hey, get <laughs> on Thank you, Buzz. You. We'll talk <laughs> no,
0: next week.